So Keith, when you wake up in the morning and you have your mission front and center, what are those outcomes that you think are most pressing that require change at the moment? Well, I think as an industry, we are unproductive, uh, we are unsustainable, and in many cases, we behave unethically. So I think we're looking uh, at a trying to transform from a fairly transactional uh, and confrontational industry that has pockets of real excellence and really, really brilliant people. But they're not endemic throughout the industry. Uh, we create far too many prototypes. We make far too many mistakes. We pollute too much. We hurt people. We damage the environment uh, overall. Despite great people, great products, great companies, great businesses throughout the industry, there is still quite a lot of poor behaviour and poor practice. So what drives me is looking to see how, if we do invest around £65 billion each year in our economic and social infrastructure in the UK, it's not just about how can we build it better. It's not even just about how can we make it perform better over its life. It's how through that investment we can deliver better social economic and environmental outcomes can we pollute less can we drive productivity can we help rebalance the economy can we create a more diverse and inclusive industry that more better more uh, represents the industry it serves okay what's going on in the housing industry in this country if when you survey the broad general population 60 percent of people say they wouldn't buy a new home over an old one, a second-hand one, or if you're buying a Victorian home, even a 10th or a 12th-hand home. You yourself have just bought a new house, you've been telling me, but it's not new, it's old. You've gone, you've gone for old rather than new. What, what are the problems? Is it, is it perception? Is it a, a real thing to do with quality? Well, I think part of it is the community that many of these, these homes sit in. So it is a, a package. I don't think I'm against new houses per se, but actually, sometimes you might want a bit of character. But actually, I think if you were to ask the population, uh, would they like to buy a new home or an old home? Many would answer, I'd like to be able to buy any sort of home. So we have a uh, housing market in the UK that doesn't have enough supply to meet demand. Uh, where there is supply isn't always where it's needed. And I think it's a mistake to think that we have a single housing market in the UK. We have many housing markets that are either based on geography, uh, in hotspots like London and perhaps places in the northwest. But also we need to think about housing not just being as uh, large estate-built homes. When you think about the private rental sector, social housing, city centre living, student accommodation. We haven't quite got enough uh, blend uh, in the right places. So there is um, unaffordable areas that, that young people will struggle to buy in no matter how good their salary is. So there's something wrong with the market and it is only going to be fixed if we're able to build more build better and build more sustainably in the right areas. If we do that and we use these advanced manufacturing techniques, how far can we go to make the built environment more like the car industry or the aerospace industry where cars come to the end of the production line, Boeings and Airbuses, and they're finished and they're fit for purpose? What is the problem that we have at the moment with things being handed over to the end user where there's so much wrong with them. And why is that? Uh, there is a culture in the construction industry that encourages something called practical completion, uh, which is a misnomer because it's neither practical nor really complete. We don't buy manufactured products that are practically complete. We buy them assured and complete and warranted. So actually there's a real opportunity for the industry to look at lessons it can learn from automotive and aerospace industries where they've got 
manufacturing quality systems that provide a level of assurance and arrive defect-free in 99.99% rather than 9% at the time that we often see in the construction sector. So I think there's an opportunity to think about how do we move some of those less productive um, biblical trades and start investing in new skills that look at advanced manufacturing and assembly. So I think every time we've seen a leap in technology, it hasn't necessarily destroyed jobs, it's created new jobs. So I would expect to see more demand for logist uh, logistics people, logistics managers, to look at uh, people who are assembly uh, technicians, rather than traditional trades like bricklaying and plastering. There'll always be a demand for those traditional biblical trades, but I would see new skills and new trades coming in. People who manage data, who manage information, who look at performance over the whole life. So it's a really exciting opportunity if you look at some of the skills that exist in automotive and aerospace industries and how can we learn from them and bring them into the construction sector. But that requires us to start thinking about uh, each of our projects, not as a single one-off prototype, but part of a broader portfolio of investment where we can look at common elements and common systems. Shared chassis we see in automotive could be shared walls between hospitals and schools, for example. Very similar designs that are customised to meet the user's need, not redesigned from first principles every single time. But what image, what reputation problems does off-site modular have when it comes to housing again? Because the word prefab has a certain sort of stigma associated to it, certainly for people who are over the age of sort of 40, 50. How, how can you get onto the front foot and actually say, well, look, these modern methods are good for the long term. They're more energy efficient. They'll last longer. You won't get mould growing on the walls. So it's win-win. What kind of communication strategy does the industry need to get that message over? I think it's a really good point because, uh, and I hate the term prefab when we talk about digitally enabled advanced manufacturing solutions. It's anything but prefab in that space. But actually one of the things the construction sector has historically been very good at is describing the process of what it's doing and very poor at communicating the benefits from the uh, through performance of what it builds. So actually, uh, if we look at advanced manufacturing uh, techniques coming into the housing sector, we'll be able to produce a better product that performs better over its life, is more energy efficient, is more sustainable in how it's produced and how it's used through that process. So actually, we need to try start communicating the benefits through performance, through life of the products we're developing, rather than just try to describe the process of how they're put together. And that's not just a case of educating uh, industry or educating governments and authorities in that space. We need to look at what the consumer wants and those people who provide financial products, be it insurance or mortgages, to help them understand the quality uh, actually helps reduce some of the risk uh, through their investment in an insurance product, for yeah, example. I mean, you've got a problem there, haven't you? Because we've heard this morning from an SME involved in that area who's really interested in using these new techniques. And she said, if one of my customers goes to a lender, a building society or a bank, and says that the house is going to be made not of traditional you know, bricks and mortar, but of this new, new way, 70% of them fall by the wayside because they're not interested. And that's interesting. I think that's part of the challenge with uh, the models uh, and the spreadsheets, if you like, some of these institutions hold and how they use them. So it's a real opportunity to help educate them on some of the benefits this approach has. And in fact, many off-site solutions that are delivered aren't using new methods and new materials. They're using the same methods and the same materials, but they're just constructing them off-site. So the challenge isn't uh, it's new and innovative. 
it's just slightly different way of assembling the same product. So there's no reason why they should uh, view a mortgage, for example, on something that's constructed off-site any differently uh, from something that's constructed on-site. And in fact, you could argue if quality is better, uh, they should be able to be more keen than a traditional built way of, uh, of delivering housing. So I think there are real opportunities to help educate uh, the financial and insurance institutions uh, so that they're more willing and able to offer products uh, on modern manufactured products. But, I mean, finally now, we've heard from several people around the table that the quickest progress is not likely to be made in, in domestic homes, in, in house building, but in public sector projects, whether it be infrastructure to do with rail or hospitals or schools, or even social housing from housing associations and local authorities, that you're likely to get a faster take-up. Is that what you believe? Very much so. And in fact, one of the things that government did in the budget in 2017 is it announced that five government departments, which is the Department for Transport, Department for Education, Department for Health, uh, the Ministry of Defence and the Ministry of Justice, would all adopt a presumption in favour of off-site by 2019, or now, if you like. So they're now saying that government departments, and those departments spend probably, let's say, about £25 billion each year, that sort of order of magnitude directly, uh, in construction products. Uh, if they are looking at, at with that large portfolio to invest in off-site as a presumption, then I think we'll see some real drivers of change coming very quickly. So we all see, already see many schools that are manufactured, uh, are modular type solutions, and we see elements in through the whole estate uh, in the transport and, and justice programs where parts of this program are being delivered off-site. The real opportunity comes to start aggregating that demand and start considering uh, interoperability and common systems and products and platforms that can work across that estate. But government set out its intent to drive and focus on uh, off-site solutions. Industry has a chance now to respond and start developing those products, those tools, those systems, and those skills that service that demand.